Hey everyone, welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And what a hell of a game, what, what's some hell of a games last week, huh Walt? Oh, they're very exciting, Woj. I was so happy college football was started running, getting going. I was happy, baby. Yeah, uh, specifically that Oregon-Auburn game was was pretty fun to watch. Kind of liked it. It was crazy. I came down to the last play, one of the last plays, and Bo Nick scored that touchdown. He looked pretty solid for a freshman quarterback. Wouldn't you agree, Wall? I would not disagree. Bo Nix kind of surprised me. I didn't expect much out of him, to be honest with you, but he played that game. I mean, that was a big game, first game of the season. He played it like a, I would say, a junior or senior. I mean, he missed some throws for sure, but he he did the right things at the right time, threw the ball away, and it just looked like a mature mature for his freshman. So a uh, lot of good games last week. That was a lot of fun. A couple games coming up this week, boys and girls. LSU 6, Texas 9. Get some ranked versus ranked action, huh, Walt? 6.30 p.m. on ABC. It's the game day location this week. Two top ten teams. Hook them horns, baby. It's going to be exciting. SEC versus Big 12. Probably the you know top five for sure SEC team. Probably third ranked SEC team. And then Texas right there in Big 12 with Oklahoma. Ranked one or two, however you rank them. It's going to be exciting. SEC, Big 12, baby. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh Texas, just for a little, I, I just was looking up some stats here. You know, they're because they're the underdogs at home, by the way, underdogs at home. LSU's getting favored. I think it's six and a half. Texas is 5-0-1 against the spread as an underdog since 2015. And they went 5-1 and last year versus ranked opponents, and, and then they beat Georgia in the in the Sugar Bowl. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and some stats, it's good news for Texas, I guess, right? It's very good news. They need this game, though. It's a big game. Aside from uh, Oklahoma, who they play every year, the Red River shootout or ri- rivalry, if you can actually say the word. No big games other than that this year. West Virginia, USC last year, really they didn't play many, anybody last year except for Georgia. So this is this is huge for them. Yeah, yeah, it is a big game for sure. Another one, Texas A&M, who's ranked 12th at Clemson, who's obviously ranked number one, uh, 230 on ABC. Uh, Clemson kind of put a wampin on Georgia Tech last weekend, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, Lawrence did throw two picks in that game. Someone mentioned tried to point that out to me the other day, but uh, I think the ending score was almost 60 to almost nothing. So I mean, yeah, he was just throwing the ball a lot. It's gonna happen, right? It is. You get enough attempts, so you're gonna have an interception. I mean, I don't think they're too worried about that against Georgia Tech. They prefer to sling it against them, then they get a little stiff for competition they maybe tone it back a little bit at least uh he'll be prepared the long hair that is uh first team in two years that proves Clemson can be beaten <laughs> we'll see i mean they're obviously undefeated last year like you said week one this year they just dominated um aside from syracuse there's really going to be nobody else that can beat them this year aside from a fluke game so we'll see i think it might be the only team that has a chance to beat them this year until playoff time yeah, I want to see a fight in that game, to be honest, because, I mean, I, I don't dislike Clemson at all, but I don't get to watch a lot of their games, or I don't, I shouldn't say that, I don't watch a lot of their games early on in the season, <laughs> so I, I kind of just think they're overrated, especially from their schedule, so I'd like this, like them playing an SEC team who's ranked number 12, and I mean, Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher, I mean, they can come out slinging. Hey, you're saying you want to see a fight. Obviously, you're talking figuratively. You want to see a 
game, I'm assuming, right, Woj? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, I, not, I, a, not I, a literal I, boxing match. Well, I, I want to see a literal boxing match. We got Dabo Sweeney versus Jimbo Fisher. I mean, these are two big dogs going at each other. It's, it's going to be exciting to see those coaches against each other, especially I wish it was a night game because Clemson has an awesome tradition of driving the buses around the stadium at night. But nonetheless, I, we're going to get to watch him run down the ramp and touch the rock. It's going to be really exciting, those two coaches especially. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M only won or lost by two last year, so we'll see what happens this year. Maybe they give them a better fight. Uh, how about USC and Stanford, Wall? Yeah, it's a game I I thought we had to talk about. Them. I mean, it's the closest you know spread game of the week. It's a one-point game as of now anyways as we're recording the episode, but it's definitely the most even matchup of the week. I think when you see that, it's just a game you want to watch. Um, I don't know that it deserves to be a one-point game, Stanford being home Definitely helps even the skew. But uh, JT Daniels, how about that, Woj? That's that's not good for USC. Maybe part of the spread. Yeah, it's big news and not good for people with him on, his, on their fantasy team. No, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll go over that again in fantasy. But that could be part of the problem for the spread being closer than I would think it should be. But, uh, I mean, this game, you got to watch it. You, you got USC at Stanford, two Pac-12 teams. People don't like to watch the Pac-12 because it's late. Stay up. Watch this one. It is a late game, but it might be worth it. Daily fantasy for the week. Uh, kind of excited for this week. This is, I, I was looking at some lineups, putting some lineups in, and I, I was feeling good about a lot of, lot of different lineups. So I'm, I'm excited for this week. Couple things I just want to go over with you guys on how I, I pick. We, we kind of do a little segment of this every week, or just to educate you on how to make an educated team. Uh, you know, a lot of play, people just go out there and they start picking players. What did this guy do? Oh, this guy looked good last week. Well, you know, well, is he going to do good this week? What does he do, you know? So I break it down into three people. I, the best player, the best play. So the best play, that means usually a lot of money. It's usually the higher over-under games, typically a QB in an air raid offense or one that's a large dual threat, say uh, – I mean, it's just it depends on on who you're picking. There could be a wide receiver. It's very unlikely, but or it could be a running back if it's somebody like Jeremy Taylor. But uh, typically, it's a quarterback. So the the best play there's a value. So that's the value player that you know I kind of mark my guys on my DraftKings teams as like 3.8. If they can score 3.8 points per thousand dollars, they usually have made their value. So if you can get guys like value players that are making four points per a thousand, that's awesome. So if all of your players make four points per a thousand dollars, that's 200 points in a, in a, if you spend the full 50k on DraftKings. That will typically put you in the top 100 on a big, big game one. I mean, for instance, last week's it was uh, 235, I think, was the winner. So if you if you can get that four point value guy. At four point per a thousand points, you're doing really good. Uh, so I'm always looking for value guys, and then there's sleepers. Uh, sleepers are the way to win money, and they're also the way to lose money because um, there's some sleepers that just don't pan out. Hey, uh, Keelan Robinson last week, I, I even all fess up. I, I told everybody to pick him because he was going to get playing time, and Saban was he had the other two running backs. They were going to get suspended for the first half. Well, guess what? Saban threw me a loop and he put him in in the first quarter. So uh, that didn't pan out very well, but that that's where you make your money. Hey, I had Keelan Robinson. He was a sleeper. Didn't win me money. He lost me money that week. Um, so you always have to 
balance it out. Your sleepers, your value players, and your best play. You usually always want one best play in your team and, and a bunch of value guys. So um, another thing to think about is don't be scared of the teams you don't know. So if there's an 11 team contest or 11 game contest and there's say two people from the ACC that you've never seen ever play in your life and there's a bunch of guys you have no idea. Don't be afraid to pick up those guys. Do a little research on the game and see what's happening. See what those guys are going to, you know, what the defenses are going to expect, what's the over-under, see what the, you know, the potential receivers are. Uh, do your research. Don't be afraid to pick up those guys because I know a lot of people just kind of like scan over those guys and it ends up the guy that wins the whole DraftKings contest has a bunch of those guys in his team because no one picked them up. So uh, always look over those guys and be educated on those games. <clears throat> Uh, so uh, I got a couple picks here. I just want to go over. I got my best play, my value guy, and my sleeper. Um, I'm doing the DraftKings Saturday 11 gamer. Uh, my best play is Kelly Bryant. So he's not the most expensive player. Um, he's only 7,700 this week, but he is 200, 423 yards last week in in week one. Um, and then this week they're going to play. They're West Virginia's coming to them. So West Virginia, who's one of the worst defenses last year in college football, by the way, gave up 267.9 yards in the air last year. And their completions per game were somewhere around like 30 or something like that against. So I, they're playing a terrible defense. Um, Missouri did lose against uh, their team last or did lose their game last week, but Kelly Bryant still played well. So. I would expect Kelly Bryant still put up a bunch of numbers. He is basically their offense. Um, so he is going to get a lot of points. I think that's your best play for sure. Uh, and if it's not your best play, he's going to be a good value. I'm certain of that uh, at 7,700. Uh, my value guy, though, is Elijah Snipe. Sindar, Sindarl? Wall, help me out with that Sindelar, one. quarterback? Sindelar. Sindelar. Elijah Sindelar. Purdue. <laughs> He's 7,500 on DraftKings. He's my value pick of the week. So huge game versus Nevada last week. 52 pass attempts. Exciting. 423 yards. 52 wall from a Big Ten team. Loving it. Loving it, baby. That's Sindelar right there. They are playing a tough game this week. They're playing Vanderbilt. But even if they're down, they're going to keep slinging it. <laughs> so I think he's your best value play. If they're going to pass it that much, he's going to get points that are going to outweigh his 7,500. Um, which doesn't even need touchdowns at that point to get to that number. He just needs to, to complete a couple passes and get some yards. So we'll see how he does this week, but that's my value pick of the week. I, he's one of those guys that just keep it simple. He's going to score some points, especially when they're passing it that much. Uh, my last guy, my sleeper, and this one's a little weird. Demetric Felton, he's UCLA running back with a question mark. Uh, he's 4,500 on DraftKings. So the interesting thing is last week he was he was listed on as a wide receiver. And Chip Kelly's the coach over at UCLA now. And he listed him as wide receiver but used him as a running back a lot too. So he was catching passes. He was He ran the ball a couple times too. Um, I think his passing, he caught two passes for 91 yards, uh, which was huge. I mean, but now the thing is, he Chip Kelly confirmed that he will be in the backfield this this week for San Diego State as a as the backup. 
which it's weird. I don't know. Um, but he ran and received last week for 24 points. Um, again, if we're looking at those numbers, four points for 1,000, he's made over his value at 4,500, making 25 points last week. So we'll see how it goes. He's marked as a running or wide receiver on DraftKings, but he is going to play running back. So we'll see if it pans out. Could be a trap like last week's Alabama mess up with Keelan Robinson, but you know it's just one of those sleepers. It's 4,500. You're not losing much if he doesn't do much because you're going to spend that money elsewhere. But it looks like he's they're going to use him in the passing game at some point, especially as a running back. They'll probably have him in for pass plays. Uh, so we'll see what happens from there. So, would you set your lineup here. You obviously said you're doing the 11 game uh, morning, is it? The morning? That's you're gonna yes, the through. morning. The well, after they call them afternoon games and then afternoon. the evening games, but afternoon Saturday eleven. So how much if you have a good day and you do well in that tournament, how much do you think you're gonna make? If you do well, well, really it all depends. Well, because there's so many different contests, there's so many different amounts of players that are in it. So the Saturday eleven game isn't just one contest. It's a magnitude of contests. They'll have hundreds of them out there. You can get ones with only 10 people. You can get ones with, I think the big one this week has a cap of 11.5 thousand. Uh, I think that's a $15 game. But I mean, if you if you're realistically looking to win the big games, I mean, you're looking at, you know, over tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, winning a DraftKings like that. So that's, I mean, especially the $15 one. But again, like I said, there's $100 ones, there's $1 ones, I think there's even 50 cent ones. So you literally can play in any of those. There might even be a quarter one in college football. I know in the NFL they do that every now and then. So it could be a quarter game as well. Uh, so don't be, you know, throw a quarter down if you're not sure this week. Or if you just want to play around and have fun, you'll still win some money. Um, usually in those 10 game contests, it just pays out equal amounts to the top five players. So you just have to finish in the top 50%. Um, so that's, that's the kind of fun thing about the smaller contest. And then there's obviously the bigger contest where you're going against a more wide variety of players. And, you know, to be honest, when it comes down to it, you're playing against a lot of, you know, pros, you know, guys that have hundreds of lineups in the same contest. Um, you know, if, if you're worried about playing against a lot of pros and putting a bunch of lineups in, there is some lineups and some, you know, DraftKings games within that Saturday 11 game where they limit the amount of entries to like one or two. So that, you know, that kind of the pros stay away from that one. They're like, well, I don't want to get in that one because I limit my chances at winning. So if you're worried about trying to play against professionals, if you're newer into this, look for the ones that only allow one entry into the event. There are usually only a couple hundred people in those, but it just keeps it simple. You don't have to be afraid about, you know, one guy having, you know, 1,000 different entries in the same DraftKings lineup. So, well, Our listeners, they should have plenty of money to put a little bit on DraftKings this week, Woj, because last week was a good week for us, if I do say so. We, uh, we actually ended up hitting 100%, Woj, 100% on our games. Can that's, you believe uh, that? That's good. That's good. Lots, that's money. It's real good. It's money in our pockets. I hope the listeners are happy, but you can't always expect to win every game. That's something I want to stress. You're always going to have to expect to lose some. It's just the way it works. You won't win them all. The That's the difference. The Sharps and Professionals, they really understand this. You know, the Guppies, they expect to win every time, and then when that doesn't happen and they get hit in the face, 
it's a problem for them. Uh, if, if you're a newcomer, you know, you just listen to us for the first time, getting your feet wet. To be honest, you want to shoot for just getting over 50%. That's, if, if you get over 50%, you're doing pretty well. 52.4% is the break even. Uh, that makes a lot of assumptions, but 52.4%, you hit that, you're breaking even. So that's a good that's a good thing to shoot for if you're if you're uh, new new to gambling. That is sports gambling. But having said that, last week Oklahoma State, Colorado, Michigan State, Georgia, they all covered Woj. It was a beautiful thing. We were partying, weren't we? Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, and again, like like you emphasized, you're not going to win every game. Only bet what you can. You know, have that extra side table on the side just if you need to, you know, put some extras down. And, hey, one of these weeks we got to go over hedging wall because I want to learn about hedging, especially second half bets. Oh, hedging. That'll be something. Second half, you know, in-game, in-live game betting, they're they're tough to talk about ahead of time because you never know what's going to happen. But hedging is, is a key strategy. But luckily last week we didn't have to worry about that at all. Maybe next week we'll, we'll talk a little about hedging. This week we got some straight-up games, though, I want you guys to look at. No hedging needed. Ohio State at Cincinnati. I mean, this this game, the line opened. Ohio State giving up 17, dropped down to 15.5, which is a good size move for a spread. You know, when it's around 17, dropping to 15.5, it's not a, a tearjerker by any means, but it is a good size move. Um, Cincinnati, whoever watched them last week, they're a very respectable team. They played very well against UCLA. Um, I think they're going to do very good this year. Michael Warren, running back, Desmond Ritter, quarterback. Uh, their solid defense, like I said, held up, held UCLA to two touchdowns, possibly the best of the group six. I think they might turn out to be the best of the group six, but we're definitely going to find out when they play UCF in a few weeks. Line moves to 14. I think this is a must, must bet. I don't know if you're going to get it, but the way the line's moving, you might. Uh, apparently, people are uh, jumping on Cincinnati. I think as much as I've talked about Cincinnati and how good they are, I think the line moves to 14. You You, you fade Cincinnati, to be honest with you. Take, take Ohio State, give up the points at 14. Maryland-Syracuse, another big game, Woj. We got a, a ACC team versus a Big Ten team. You know, not the best teams in each conference by any means, but Maryland. Well, is, how, how many points did Maryland score last week? They scored 79 points. It's kind of a misnomer, though, because they played Howard. Obviously, Howard is not – I don't want to disrespect Howard, but they're not to the level that, you know, an FBS team is. But 79 points, that's a lot of points, Wooj. A lot of points. I want to remember that. I want to remember that number when college basketball starts and see if Maryland in their first game scores 79 points. <laughs> That'll be something to check out. You think we're actually going to remember that? Can you set a series? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make sure. I'm going to see if there's a futures bet on that, actually. There might be. With all these offshores, they might have a futures bet on that. But in this game, Maryland is only given one and a half. They're given one and a half. They just got done scoring 79 points. That kind of makes me laugh. What what good is one and a half when you scored 79 points your last game? But I, I think I'd be looking to Syracuse on the money line. Screw the points. What good is the points going to do? I'm going to fade the hype. Plus 110 Syracuse on the money line. Something definitely to look at. I mentioned before that 52.4% is your break-even break mark. You get that many games correct, you're going to break even. If you do plus 110, you only need to win 48% of your game. So whenever you see a plus 110 like that and you just want to take the money line, go for it. You don't have to win as often when you hit those plus 110s. Like I said, the 52.4% kind of assumes a minus 110 every time, and that also makes some other assumptions. But, hey, you see that one plus 110? Hit it. I'm going to do it just to fade the hype. I really don't think that Maryland is that great. I think that Howard, you know, did not have a good week by any means, and Maryland had a great week. So that's where I'm looking to go this week. 
I think the line might be a little in, inaccurate and misrepresenting of what that point spread should actually be. Yeah, I mean, they scored 79 points. I mean, they're going to jump on that and be like, oh, Maryland must be really good. They played Howard. Um, I've been a big TAN fan my whole life. I know Maryland, you know, their offense can be pretty good at times, but once they play a team that has at least some competent corners, like they're not going to be able to do the things they did against Howard. No, agreed, 100%. And Syracuse, they're, you know, they're not a great team by any means, but they're, they're a respectable team. They almost beat Clemson two years in a row now. I, I'm going with Syracuse on the money line. I got to look at it at least. Georgia Tech, another team. They're giving South Florida six and a half. Georgia Tech's somewhat similar to Wisconsin. You know, they bleed that clock, run-oriented. Um, the only exception being Georgia Tech runs an option game, but still that comes to part of bleeding the clock and run-oriented. You know, the under over opened at 59, 59 and a half. I'm looking to hit the under here, 61 and a half. Uh, quick d- rundown of a couple other games I'll be looking at. Don't know if I'll be dropping any action or not, but Nebraska minus four and a half. You know, they had the rust off week one. They didn't look good at all. It's time to play. I, I'd look at that one. I'd look at a good Appalachian State minus 22 and a half at Charlotte. You know, they won last year by 36, covered by more than three touchdowns. They covered the spread by more than three touchdowns, which that's quite incredible. Um, App State, they put up points. Coastal Carolina at Kansas. Hey, let's go crazy and take the money line. Plus 240. See what happens. You know, Kansas hasn't been playing that well. Coastal Carolina, respectable team. I don't know that they're going to win, but I don't think that this line is accurate. I think it's a little off. I'm going to take the plus 240 and uh, hope I get one of those, you know, one of three occurrences on my side. I got a buddy that will be ecstatic that you're taking Coastal Carolina on the money line. He'll be ecstatic, and it's not Tyler Thigpen, who was a quarterback for Coastal a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, he'll be excited. He listens to this podcast, so he, maybe he'll jump on that bandwagon. He better. Is he alum or just a fan? Alum. Alum. Oh, he better be jumping on this. Plus 240. Put your house on it. I'm telling you, Coastal Carolina, Kansas, you got to take a shot. Uh, also, if you got a little leftover, maybe don't put the whole house on it, but save some for Washington. Over 44 and a half. You know, Eason – Washington's quarterback might get 44 and a half on his own if he, if not his whole team getting 44 and a half. So just take the over in that game. I think Washington themselves is going to be the ones that cover that 44 and a half over. Something to look at anyways. I'm not positive I'll be putting money on it, but something to look at. Yeah, maybe just put the swing set on that one. The swing set. There you go. I, I like that one. Put the swing set and save the house for the Coastal Carolina, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, Wall, uh, we talked about it earlier in the USC Stanford game. Uh, JT Daniels is out for the year in fantasy. So if you got him on your team, you know, put him on the IR or drop him because uh, he's out for the year. Hey, fortunately, I'm not the fool that has him in our league because I wouldn't want to have him right now. That's, that's a tough break because he was looking real good week one. Hey, uh, John Wasnick from Western Michigan, their quarterback. How about him, Wall? Wasink is unbelievable. Wasink, I'm sorry. Wasink. That no, all these names. Yeah, I know. Names aren't your strong suit, Woj. But Wasink, he is just incredible. I, I've watched, you know, what I do is throughout the week, I watch replays of some of the games I don't catch. Obviously, Western Michigan Monmouth is not a game that I'm going to watch on a Saturday, but I watch the replay. And when I watched the replay, I was really impressed by this guy. Looking through fantasy football, he is really underrated. He can put up some points, I think, this year. He's had some injuries in the past, which might be limiting him, but this kid's smart, too. He graduated with a 3.96 grade point average. He's obviously earning his master's now so he can continue to play football, but 
Um, smart kid translates to the field. He's great at reading the coverages. You watch him. He's always, he knows if they got a cover two, cover three, knows what he's going to do with the ball right away. Just waits for the receivers to get in position. Obviously with that intelligence comes zero interceptions. You know, you do not want to turn the ball over just shy of a hundred passing rating. Woj. Just shy of a hundred uh, passing rating. He had 80% completion. I mean, well, that's, yeah. he, he did. that's pretty high wall. It's, it's pretty high when you're slinging the ball. He had 25 attempts and 368 yards. So, yeah, that, that is pretty high. Again, they didn't play a great team, but still, even when you're not playing a great team, you miss throws like that. This guy didn't. Uh, I, I recommend anybody goes and watch the replay of that game. But this weekend they got a tough game against Michigan State. I don't know about that, but maybe pick them up and sit them if you have to. Um, if you have a chance, you know, turn the game on, 630 Big Ten Network. Watch a couple series of this guy. He, he's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, another – Another thing is we talked about last week a little bit while is swapping defenses for for people that against teams that aren't that very that good. How about Utah this week playing a less than impressive NIU team? That less than impressive is correct. Coming out of the MAC, NIU's not looking that great this year. Um, they weren't that great last year either, and especially when they played Utah. Utah defense shut them down last year. I mean that was a very low scoring game altogether, but. Utah's defense, definitely somebody to look at. Maybe pick them up if you have the opportunity. They're pretty stout. Uh, average points against last year, against Utah, that is, was 20. And that was in the Pac-12. You got some gunslingers out there. It's no Big 12, but still, you got some people that are putting points on the board. You know, they gave up less than two touchdowns last week to BYU. Idaho State next week. Utah, they're a defense to look at. Even after Idaho State and NIU this week, there's somebody you might keep in your lineup just because they're good. Uh, and again, like I said, always be playing those defenses. I, I do it pretty much throughout the year. I don't really need you to hold on to the defenses all that often. I'll play matchups and see how it goes. Well, it makes sense for this week because their, their matchup is pretty easy and uh, cupcake like NIU, although I, I do like NIU. They're one of my favorite teams. Hey, everyone, enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, enjoy winning some more money, hopefully. Nope. And, uh, nope. Nope, you're not getting out of it. Hey. Okay, all right, all right. I'll go back. I lost last <laughs> week, everyone. I lost. I well, lost. I almost – I thought I could squeak by it there, but I did it out. What, what are you talking yeah, about? So, so, so last week in the Wojen Wall pick em, I uh, I had Duke minus 33.5, getting the 33.5. And, a half, and uh, it almost came true until the last quarter. Uh or until Saban ended up putting the everybody in. In the first half, they even played strong against all the full starters that he brought in that were supposed to be suspended for the first half. But, yeah, again, Saban threw me for a loop, and uh, it is what it is. I lost, and Wall won with Georgia getting, uh, or you know, minus 21. So they're giving 21, and he ended up winning that. It was one of the picks in the gambling session. So um, what's your pick this week, Wall? Well, this week, I'll tell you what we're going to win. We're going to win the Georgia Tech under 61 and a half. I mentioned it before. I'm going to put my money on the line here, Woj. That's going to be my pick for the week. Hey, listen, Texas at home since 2005 is 5-0-1 against the spread when the underdog. I'm taking Texas plus 6.5. Uh, listen, they always play tough, especially on national television especially in big game. I, they're going to make it tight if they do lose. I, I think they definitely cover the spread. I almost wanted to pick them on the money line, but, hey, I, I got to get a win here. So we're going to take the plus six and a half. 
uh, I'll take Texas. Hey, Woj, I'm going to be torn in this game because obviously I want you to lose so that I win. But I'm a Texas boy. You know, I'm, I'm a Longhorn fan for sure. And I also have a futures bet on LSU. So I'm really torn in this game. I, Whichever way it goes, I'm excited to see it, and I'm happy to see it. So, Woj, I hope you win this week. I'm going to say that on air. Hey, everyone heard that now. Everyone heard that. You can just give me the win now if you'd like. No, you're not going to win, sorry. <laughs> All right, so the polite. overall right now, the overall is 1-0, Kyle, over Woj. Um, we'll see how it goes from there. But, hey, everyone, again, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games coming up here Friday, Saturday. Um, if for all you NFL people, enjoy the games on Sunday and Monday. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at WWCFB. You can go to our website at collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown.